Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Friday, December 10th. Hey, we've got uh, some stuff to talk about today. More earnings floating in, as well as, uh, well, markets took a, a kind of a, a downward turn yesterday. We'll talk about that more when Dave joins us here in just a minute. But let me remind you, folks, of our core retirement design to help you design the retirement you always dreamed of by looking at your personal risk preference and making sure that we establish a portfolio that matches up perfectly with that uh, with that risk tolerance. So with that, give us a call 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. That day will join us up next. from all of us on the first shift here, 105.7 Light FM. It's 841 now, 19 before 9. Time to check in on money and see what's going on there. For that, we got the pro on the line, Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services. Philip, good morning. How are you today? Good morning, Dave. Hey, doing well today. Uh, hey, the fog was even thicker today than what it was yesterday, but we swam right through and uh, and made it in this morning to... Uh, to, to hit this last day of the week. I almost forgot to ask you where you were this morning, whether you stayed at home. That's interesting because the fog wasn't as bad up here as it was the other day when they had to delay the school buses. But I've been ranting and raving at people to leave their dang low beams on because you never know when you're going to be driving out of a cotton ball. You don't realize it's as thick as you know, it really is and going to surprise somebody. Well, that, that's true. You're right. So, so hey, we made it in. Great things. Yesterday was a pretty crappy day on the marketplace, but uh, it looks like maybe we'll bounce back today. Which is kind of funny because the economic news is not that all that hot this morning. We'll start out by setting the table. It was uh, kind of a kiss in your sister day on the Dow yesterday. It was only down by six cents. Uh, S&P was down by 33 and three quarters. But NASDAQ kind of took it where it hurt. Uh, NASDAQ was down 270 points yesterday. And that brings us up to this morning where the government gives us the data dump on the uh, consumer price index. How much is our inflation rate? Well, you and I have been saying everybody knows it's on the high side. How does an annualized rate as of this month of 6.8% grab you? You know, that's that's a high number. A matter of fact, I, I think if uh, if my headlines are, are serving me properly, um, it's, a, it's the highest, fastest paced rate we've seen since November of 1982. Yep, it's a 39-year high. My tip sheets say exactly the same thing. Uh, prices were up by eight-tenths of a percent last month. If Once you get rid of all those useless selective things that we don't really need to buy, like food and energy, we're still going up at almost 5%, 4.9%. What's scary is that the market actually expected most of those numbers, and it just you know, the, there really doesn't appear to be any relief in sight as far as the inflation rate is concerned. No, I mean, that year over year number, 6.8%, that's just astronomical. And um, and to look at that, and the markets did absolutely nothing but go, I mean, when those numbers came up, up they the, the markets went higher. Um, I thought maybe they would, you know, start to, to bounce back a little bit and, and drop a little lower, but that was not the case. They, they actually bounced even higher than what they were before those numbers came out. I guess the investor's reaction is, hey, it could have been worse, you know? <laughs> uh, well, maybe that's what it is. 
Could be. And the, 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 the whole part that scares me about this, okay, fine, so your prices are up by 65 7%. Uh, the thing that scares me is there is one standard cure for inflation from the standpoint of the Federal Reserve. It's called tighten up the money supply. We did that, and it did cure inflation back in 1982, but we ended up with a very short and incredibly deep recession off of it. So if there's a way to rein in the spending side of the fence, we don't need to go through the really rotten-tasting medicine that it takes to be able to cure an inflation that's starting to run away. Now, we aren't as bad as we were at the end of the Carter years, but still, heading in that direction is enough of a thing to put a scare into me. I assume you as well. That, that's right. I mean, you know, we're coming out of the Carter years, the interest rates were incredibly high. And so uh, hopefully, I mean, I would hope the Fed could get ahead of this a little bit. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about that yesterday and, and they, they just don't give us much faith. But hopefully they will start to do something to get this inflation under control. And it's got to be done gradually or we end up having one of those, like I said, 1982 really deep recessions that really nobody wants to go through, even though sometimes, whether you like it or not, they tend toward being necessary when we start getting inflation out of control. So the trick is to do it gradually and uh, tighten things up enough to the point where we actually can do it. And that kind of takes both sides of the fence, the Fed, the Fed with a little bit of tightening. And the government, uh, the Congress and the president, was just a little bit of restraint. And quite frankly, I got more faith in the Fed than I do Congress at this point. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I say if you're counting on Congress, uh, you, you might as well throw it out the window. Yeah, we've got Congress people right now saying, hey, they didn't like us in those midterm elections. We just went through. The quick solution is to double up and spend even more because they just don't understand all the nice things we're doing for them, right? Uh, exactly. So... So it, it is, you know, and yeah, I know we don't have time to talk about much, but uh, hey, let's just uh, hit the headline here that, you know, Biden's numbers continue to sink, especially when it comes to the economy and the way he's handling COVID-19. So I got to think a lot of that is dealing with uh, his mandate of federal employees having um, to have the vaccine. So I'm, I'm, I got to think that a lot of that's pushback on that. You know, there's that plus there's one bit of political wisdom that came out of the Democratic side of the fence. But the Clinton campaign and the original uh, in his first term, they had it right. They had big signs up on every campaign bus. It's the economy, stupid. And if the economy is doing well, uh, generally the party in power comes through mercifully in the midterms and stays in power after one term. If the economy is El Stinko, like over 6.8% inflation, the economy that's in power gets really whacked during the midterms and doesn't succeed in getting reelected. So uh, they need to put that sign up at a whole bunch of places in the White House and uh, around the walls of Congress, I suspect. It, they do, you know, and they need to go back and look at history and see what they need to do to uh, to right the ship. And we'll see if they can do that. Uh, I have my doubts. Uh, you and I both have a kind of cynical outlook on the likelihood, but at the very least, we can talk about it and say, if the world were in our nutshell, we'd know what to do, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Just put us in charge. We'd have it right. A whole bunch of uh, uh, companies are reporting their quarterly earnings that I didn't know about because I had kind of a quiet listing on my tip sheet. Yeah, I, I got more than a handful here. So trying to pick and choose which ones make the most sense. Um, I'm, I'm going to start off with the uh, pet industry, Chewy, the mm. uh, you know the online pet product uh, retailer. Uh, they uh, they had a wider than expected quarterly loss. Sales were basically in line with what everybody thought they should be, but uh, but they missed on earnings and they had a had a bigger loss than expected. And so 
Uh, and then they to, to pile a little bit more on top of that, you know, they've got supply chain issues and, and higher cost of labor. They're talking about trading down over 10 percent this morning. Ooh, yeah, I've got to assume a big chunk of Chewy's pain comes from shipping costs because they provide my inside cat with all of her food. The service is amazingly prompt, but I got to believe those overnight shipping deals really cost them big time. Yeah, and they're actually going to open with a new 52-week low at uh, just a little above $50 a share right now. Good Lord, that kind of hurts. Yeah, it really does. Uh, Lululemon, Lululon, mm-hmm. however you want to say that, the athletic apparel maker, they had a, a good quarter. They beat by 21 cents a share. Revenue was a little bit better than expected, not much. Uh, but they came out with a warning saying, hey, look, with this no, new uh, you know, COVID-19 variant, it could impact the athleisure uh, industry uh, because they, they could have to temporarily close stores across the, the country. Um, and then obviously further supply chain issues are having too. So they're, they're down about eight tenths of a percent this morning uh, before we get going. We do have a couple pieces of good news though, Dave. Uh, Please. Broadcom, uh, the chip maker, they had a good quarter beat by seven cents a share. Um, but their income, I mean, their revenue was higher than, than expected. They, they're getting a big boost from the, their iCloud uh, or their cloud computing customers. And so they're uh, doing well there. They're up 7% this morning. Cool. Actually, they're or- at a new 52-week high. All right. Did Oracle report, or is that just a sector gain? Because I've got uh, them uh, up. Oracle, yep. Oracle, Oracle reported also. Um, they beat on both top and bottom line. Uh, bottom line, they beat by 10 cents a share. Um, again, uh, having good uh, luck and, and a lot of strength in their cloud infrastructure business. And that's got them up 13 and a quarter percent this morning. Again, a new 52-week high. Wow, that's accelerating. I had them above about 12, and that was impressive. Yeah. Uh, and between those two, we got Costco, uh, the, the, the warehouse retailer. Uh, they beat by a little over uh, 30 cents a share. Revenue top forecast as well. And they did all that despite higher costs and the supply chain issues that were out there. Um, so they're trading up about 1.8% this morning. All right. Got time for a couple more. High points. All right. So here's what we got. We got two left, actually. So it comes out about right. We have American Outdoor Brands, um, obviously outdoor product maker. Uh, they had a profit of 58 cents a share, which was uh, well below the 76 cents that was expected. Revenue missed uh, a forecast also. Um, they had low, slower sales. One of their issues was that a lot of stuff that they sold got shifted to the quarter before. Um, and so it was basically they're talking about a quarter shift there. But, but they're probably the biggest loser today, down 19.6%. Did Sorry, I lose I thought, you? Yeah, I thought we had one more. <laughs> Setting the table again, it was an up day uh, on nothing yesterday. We were everything off from fractional downticks in the Dow to a kind of sell-off on the NASDAQ. 45 minutes before we start trading this morning, where are we going? So we've got, uh, man, huge upside. Um, the, the, the Dow is over doubles from what it was at about 8.15 this morning, uh, up almost 200 points, which is a little wow. over half a percent. Um, same, the S&P 500 is up three quarters of a percent. NASDAQ's up almost nine tenths of a percent. So a lot of big ups when it comes to those things. 
Um, on the commodity side, we got a lot of green ink too. Silver's up a third of a percent, gold's up a quarter. Crude oil, though, is up 1.6% to $72.09 a barrel. Back. Overseas markets, we had the uh, a downtick on the Asian market, mostly looking at us. The uh, Asian room was almost universally down. Europe was looking pretty good early this morning, but Great Britain had a disappointing GDP report, and that kind of took the bloom off the rose. European markets are up, but very, very slightly midway through their day. It was that GDP report out of Great Britain I was looking for when you were waiting for me there a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I had it somewhere. I just couldn't find the doggone thing. Somebody needs help to try to stabilize their retirement fund. Yesterday is a good example. If you're heavy into techs, you were ready to jump off a building. If you were into blue chips, you were shrugging your shoulders. Knowing where you're at and where your risk is counts for a lot. How do I find you to get a handle on all that? You know, it really does, David. I know we're all getting busy with holiday stuff, uh, but don't forget the markets trade every day. And it's important that you know what the risk is in your current portfolio. That's why we developed our core retirement design to help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your appointment. And then uh, check out our website, statlerfinancial.com. Join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730 and 95.3 FM. And I do appreciate it. We'll catch you here on Monday morning on Light FM as well. Thank you, Philip. You have a dynamite weekend. All right, man. Everybody have a great weekend. You too, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler from the pit. Hey, folks. Thanks for joining us today. I hope you've had a great week. And I hope you have some downtime. Enjoy this weekend. And I'll talk to you again on Monday. Until then, bye now.